0: poppin y'all welcome to Eddie and Mike we have a big show for y'all um no guests (laughs) no guests but a lot of topics um it's me Mike I'm here with my guy what's going on everybody Eddie P at your service and um we're of course we're going to talk about the Washington football team but um it's been a lot of coach firings and breaking news sort of David Culley for the Texans was fired. Um, I kind of have a theory on that, and we're going to talk about that later. Um, We're also going to talk about NFL postseason, um, MVP race, Super Bowl predictions, all that stuff, the Wizards and their fighting spirit, (laughs) and um, a surprising team that um, I wouldn't say came out of nowhere, but they're kind of on fire right now, Um, and the Caps, they're kind of not on fire. We're gonna talk about all that the throughout opposite. the show. <laughs> Eddie. What's up, man? How you been um, doing this last week or so, bro?
1: Uh, doing pretty good. You know, it's a bummer that Washington has has been out of contention for a, a while now, but I'm excited about a lot of these games because I think we talked about this, and I think we're gonna talk about it later. But you know, we got some rematches with potential for get back games, and just it it's. It's that equivalent of NBA playoffs and March Madness, those first rounds when there's like a game, uh, like there's what, like three or four games Saturday, three or four games Sunday. So you, you're, you're good on both those days. You, you don't need to wait, you know, oh, there's an hour or two between games. This is that thing where there's going to be a game on every day. And I believe there's actually a playoff game on Monday night. I don't know if that's –
0: I think that's a first ever. Yep, but, uh, it's the yeah, um, Rams. Lots to get into. The Rams. And I forgot who the other team is. Cardinals. That's who oh, they so play. the Rams are playing the Cardinals, okay. <clears throat> and the 49ers playing the Cowboys. And we're going to talk about that later. But um, let's talk about this. <laughs> um, I don't even think we talked about the game from Sunday as much. But um, Washington, they won, expectedly. Um, Joe Judge, who's one of the coaches that was fired, thankfully, for the quality of football, unthankfully for the for um, NFC East fans, uh, not Giants. But yeah, um, the game was a convincing win, but you kind of expected it with the way the Giants were playing the last few weeks and what Washington has been doing. Sure, they've been getting blown out, but they haven't looked as pathetic as the Giants look. And speaking of the pathetic highlight of the game nationwide, basically early in the second quarter, no, close to the – yeah, middle of the second quarter, the Giants (laughs) on their five-yard line, on their five-yard line, meaning the end zone where Washington needs to score. Back against the wall, y'all. Second and nine. Quarterback sneak for zero yards. <laughs> Third and nine. Quarterback sneak for zero yards. I remember like I told y'all right where they wanted us. I told y'all this is the middle of the second quarter and they're running quarterback sneaks. Like that's all I need to say about that game. To be honest with you.
1: Yeah, they did a perfect job of doing just enough to look sort of kind of competitive you know what i mean i'm a big tv guy there's an episode of south park where the kids get stuck in little league and they don't want to play little league anymore well lo and behold Mm -hmm. all the other teams don't want to play little league either so some of these teams learn how to be bad like they they get skilled at hitting the ball right to the guy's glove and so forth and it, it it had remnants of that that's what i was getting is like the giants want to lose but they don't want anybody else to know
0: that they want to lose but we can all kind of tell they want to lose basically they, and remember they, they were are. remember they were whining last year about the eagles not playing to their best and they kept them out the playoffs basically first of all the eagles was going to get that work regardless like we didn't have a quarterback that game and yeah we still was going to beat him regardless. Hurts was like six for whatever before he got benched. He ran for two touchdowns, but anyway, nevertheless. Um, Pot meat <laughs> kettle, exactly that's where we're going. And he got exactly what he got, and I can't wait to fry him later um, in this segment. But there is some more things to talk about in this game. Um, McLaurin and Gibson, they both eclipsed a thousand yards. Um. A thousand yards should not be with a thousand yards. Um, used to be with a sixteen-game schedule. I think yeah. the new number is ten sixty-five. So I treat a thousand-yard season like ten sixty-five because I think if you divide a thousand by um, sixteen, you got sixty-five. Yeah. I haven't done it in a while, but I remember doing it six years ago, and I mean not six, a few years ago, and it kind of stuck. But anyway. Um, Gibson still got on. right. Gibson still got his sixteen, a um, thousand yards in sixteen games. So he's legit. It's McLaurin that had to get the extra game. But y'all yeah, see his quarterback situation.
1: Yeah.
0: Like the fact that he even got a thousand games is a miracle. <laughs> like, but um, how do you feel about that, bro? Both of them eclipsing a thousand. Do you think it's something to hang your hat on, or? Yeah, you? for sure. Yeah. I, he,
1: You know, as I said, it's kind of big to get a win ending the season. You know, even if you're not going to make the playoffs, it's kind of good to end that way because you can kind of hopefully pick up where you left off. And for those two guys, those are two of our obviously our better players. And you kind of want those guys to have at least some individual accolades in what was just not a good season. Right. So you want them to sort of feel good about themselves. And I, I think, you know whether we went out of our way to make sure that happened, or we're just simply playing to our strengths. I think it's more the latter. Uh, that that's what should happen, and I'm happy for those guys. Obviously, you want more for them, but you know
0: it it's something good. You know what I love the most about it? They are they were not hiding the fact that that's what they wanted, and shame yeah. on me for not picking the hen up. Um, until after the game, that that's what was going to happen because I didn't play McLaurin or Gibson and any fan because I didn't think they were going to play in the game. Yeah, um, had a, had had two and two clicked earlier in the week. I definitely would have started them because it was clear that the Giants didn't care and Washington did. But um, I like I I don't know if he said it after the game on Sunday or. Um, During yesterday's press conference with him and Martin Mayhew, but I'm really digging what Ron Rivera is saying about a quarterback search. Um, Sure, sure, he's supposed to say that he's the head coach and whatever, but what else do you expect him to say? I think you have a little bit more info on um, what – He's um, saying – I can relay it out the head, but I think you have a little bit more details. Um, put so, the up with something. <laughs> essentially what Ron kind
1: of did is sort of give the, the, the basic playbook of what he could do and, in a way, sort of the fear of why maybe not to do it. You know, they, they mentioned trying to get a, a picket or someone like that in the draft. And he said, but if I really want to do it my way, are you guys going to let me rest, you know, let him sit the bench for a whole year or or maybe even two years? He he kind of presented it that way. Like, all right. So what if I really wanted to do it my way? Are you guys going to allow me to do that? Or are you going to, you know, make this a thing week to week? If I really want to truly build a team, which was kind of a little bit different for me. He kind of said some things like that, um, you know, mentioning, you know, there, there's a number of directions. He essentially said that there's four ways. So, first one, I mean, it's really three ways when, when I mention this first one. First one is there's a guy already on the team. Yeah, we that's good. I, I yeah, I, <laughs> I know, I know. but just ride with me. Uh, next one is free agency.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then the next one's trade. And then
0: the next one is the draft. All right, so hold up. Heat check which method on January 13th, which method are you leaning towards right now? Personally speaking, let's not go on where we think the team is going to do. Let's personally speaking, which direction you think they should go out of the four you just named? Well, three. <laughs> like, oh, no, no disrespect to Haneke. you. He should not be an option for next season. Um, or he should out. be on the team. He, he should, should stay on yeah. the team. But as a starter. I want him in the
1: building. I just don't want him as my starter. Nah. So, I, I think we kind of need to do a little of both.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I'd, I'd like to see us go after a guy. But I don't know that I want us to put that guy in right away. Yes, I want them to try to learn and develop as much as possible but I don't want it done at the 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 risk or the exchange of you know what's detriment to building a team so I would like if we could get a vet that would be great and then maybe draft a guy that could sit so that would be awesome
0: um I'm with you That those exact methods I'm with you and even personally speaking I can go a little bit deeper um I'll tell you that quarterback that vet that I think they should go after go ahead and I've been joking telling everybody they were going to sign Trubisky I'm not I hope it's not him like I really really hope they're not Foolish enough to go after a quarterback that struggled so badly in Chicago. Um, yeah, one good year. I'm I'm really really digging Mariota Young. Like every time I see him come in relief for the Raiders or in a package or something, he reminds me of that QB that I saw in Oregon, man. And I feel like the Heineke Hive. I feel like the stuff that Heineke does. If they could see what Mariota can do, think Heineke, think a faster, stronger Heineke with an arm. How many more games would that have won this season for the team that had the hardest schedule in the league? (laughs) Still won seven games with him at quarterback. How many extra games do you think Mariota could have won if he was starting instead of Heineke? Ask yourself those questions when you're thinking about who the Washington quarterback should be. If, if you replace if you replace that quarterback with Heineke, could they perform more or could they perform better? Here's
1: my only beef with Mariota, and it's not about Mariota so much as about the future in general. So you typically want to have a vet that can assist a young QB, but I think it works best when their skill sets are at least somewhat similar. So if we go with Mariota, does that mean you would like us to draft a Ritter who is a little bit more of a mobile threat, an athlete? Because I'm seeing mocks that where we could be getting Kenny Pickett. Now, I don't know if that's just wishful thinking by a bunch of different uh, D.C., uh, Washington football team (laughs) fan-based Uh, pages and what have you but I would love to have Pickett he's big guy he's got athleticism but he can be a stand and deliver uh, quarterback as well he's got a big arm I'm not against Ritter what I'm saying is when you say Mariota do you do you specifically want to keep going in that direction for the future
0: nah I'm, I'm glad you said that I actually would love to draft another quarterback Maybe in the second or third round. Um So if we got Mariota, you don't want to use the first round pick on a quarterback. Nah. You want to go somewhere else? Nah. Solely because I think the gap from a first round quarterback to a second or third round quarterback in this draft isn't as steep as he usually would be. Okay. Um, I heard this Bama's name thrown around a lot. Carson Strong. Where,
1: um where's he from
0: i want to say it's not minnesota? Wyoming. is it minnesota i'm not sure nevada i knew it was another quarter know. another school that a quarterback went to he coming <laughs> from where colin kaepernick came from um strong is a name that i heard from mid-round who could actually shoot up to the second round um and honestly that's so,
1: what
0: do you want to do with that Maybe, first pick? You know me. I'm always um, one of the stock, uh, stockpile picks. So, I would try my best to trade back. But trade back. Um, if I could, and there's a, the safety from Notre Dame that we were talking about on the Addicts last week. Shout out to the Addicts, by the way. Yep. Um, big shout out. Addicts. Hope you I don't think he's going to fall to 10, I mean 11 anymore. So, um we can't rock with Hutchinson from um Notre Dame. But I I would I would love if Ritter Hamilton? doesn't rap I mean Hamilton. I don't know why I keep going. Kyle out. Hamilton? Yeah. Um Hamilton. Like the play. I, <laughs> I, would, I would
1: Hamilton. Um,
0: if you could tell me that we can roll in the next season with Ritter, Mariota, and Heineke as our quarterbacks. It'll be the most confident I felt in our quarterbacks in a long time. Like probably since RG three rookie season. So those are three got, solid um quarterbacks. Even if Hanekee does have to play as much as we don't want to, we could see with the hardest schedule in the league, he could lead the team to seven wins. Maybe so he learns more in the offseason, maybe get a robotic arm or something. I don't know. So
1: then those are the three quarterbacks you're rolling with. Is there any, anybody else, any other areas like who, who do you want to stay and who do you want to go?
0: Uh, Do you know it's 24 unrestricted free agents? I did not realize it was that many, not (laughs) even by a long shot. No, 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 no. I don't think it's 24. It's 21. It's 21 unrestricted free agents. Thank God. It's it's four uh, restricted or exclusive rights free agents or whatever. Um I know like the top the top people that I want to bring back are McKissick and Carter. Like those are no brainers. They already re-signed Leno. Um that was a no brainer to me. Um they're gonna bring back McCain. And the only reason I'm cool with that is because I heard somebody said, I think it was McCain himself or maybe one of the coaches that Continuity, communication, just overall familiarity, and the secondary really goes a long way. So, if we could finally have a free safety that starts at back-to-back seasons, who knows what it'll do for the rest of the secondary? Uh, secondary.
1: So, what are you what are you thinking about? Maybe a Curtis Samuel or a Brandon Sheriff. You want those guys coming back?
0: I think Sam was signed to like a four year deal or something. So he'll correct, definitely correct. Be, be back. But um, nah, not Sheriff. Obviously, I didn't even mention him. And he was at the top of the list, I think. But it's no reason. And what are do you doing? You and want him. to trade him? Sign and trade or just let um, him? He's going to have to walk and we get a third, third round comp pick um, for the 2023
1: okay. draft. Okay. But, so
0: um, yeah, he is not him. You
1: want to move Wes over to the guard, right?
0: Yeah, kind of have to, or um, hmm, nah, I don't know. It's it's so far away. I don't even know. They could probably draft another guard in the mid rounds. That's that happened to fall or something, and they like, oh man, I can't believe it's Bama field to us. So who well, knows? I've, like Cosme, who thought that we were going to draft Cosme in the second round last year? Yeah, I wasn't ready for that, but it turned out to be a pretty damn good pick. It's wonderful. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, before we move on, just
1: uh, two little tidbits, just something to think about, something to talk about for you guys uh, out there. Uh, First one, we'll go with uh, something kind of cool, something kind of fun. So we mentioned Gibson and McLaurin getting their 1,000 yards at their respective positions. This is Terry's second year in a row. So that's back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. Can you name the last Washington football player at the wide receiver position that had a 1,000 yards receiving back-to-back?
0: I I heard the answer. I probably would have gotten it, but it would have took uh, maybe, I would say no more than four tries. I'm, I'm a, I I would think three, but I would say the fourth try would have got his name. But um, I believe it was Sir Henry Ellert.
1: You are correct.
0: My first I, favorite Washington – football team receiver after that man was a beast in the 90s
1: yeah yeah and and you said the 90s so it was like 20 (laughs) years ago think about that we had santana moss on this team we had pierre garçon on this team we had deshaun jackson on this team are you kidding me d jackson go back to back none of those guys none and think about all the years santana was here yeah, I can't believe Moss ain't never go back with that. If if I didn't look like if I didn't have that like, you know, I would have said this ever ever first. In, if that wasn't my question, I don't I don't want that. That comes across weird. But if that wasn't my question, and you asked me that, I wouldn't have guessed Henry Ellard. I would have said, "Oh yeah, Santana." I would have said, been "My first guest." that have been my very first guest.
0: So dang. So check this out, like. It was it like fluctuated, like and and um his the um his third year with the Jets he had eleven hundred, but his fourth year he had eight hundred. The following season with Washington he had fifteen hundred, basically fourteen eighty three, but then he didn't have another thousand yard season until oh eight, when he had ten forty four. The oh nine season he had nine hundred and two yards. <laughs> Jeez. Only to have his last thousand yard season in 2010. Um, oh, that's so about. T-
1: Terry joins some uh, pretty awesome uh, company there as far as Washington uh, goes with Bobby Mitchell, Art Monk, Gary Clark, uh, and Henry Ellard, as we mentioned. And then uh, this next one's just kind of a little—it's a head scratcher for me. But then I also, at the end of the day, I understand because he's been hurt all year why you know waste him playing now but curtis samuel was like hey you know this is the belt best i've felt all season and it just kind of makes you scratch your head it's like how is this the best you felt like i get it it he might have felt worse you know in the past during the season when he was questionable every day on ir and not but it just kind of you know how it comes across so Hopefully he is in great shape and can stay healthy all off season and really come ready to go next season because I know we could really use
0: another weapon. I know Terry will be happy about that. I but hope. I hope he feels so stupid for saying what he said. I hope when he when he walked in the locker room, I hope he had his head down, shaking his head like I can't believe I said that. I really hope he feels that because it was a well, stupid thing to say. It, it
1: was, but to, he, he, he followed it up with this. He said, um, this year was the toughest he's experienced mentally. He said, it's scary going into the offseason because he believes he can come back better than ever. We certainly hope so. Terry will be happy. He'll probably get another 1,000 yards. Uh, obviously, I would think if Curtis Samuels healthy, take some attention off of him. So they, we, we really could use you, uh, Curtis. Gotta get a quarterback. Yep. Gotta get all right. a quarterback. So uh let's see, where are we now? Yeah, so what what are we thinking about? I, I think it's a quarter of the NFL. Are, yes. are not or are without a coach. Excuse me, I'm stumbling on all of my words here. Nah, you're
0: about shoot, was Kylie the ninth or eighth? I, I think he was the ninth. Mm. My goodness. Nagy, Flores, Collie Judge. It's, it's a lot. I'm pretty sure some site got him. Um, but I know let's let's get to it right here, Brian Flores. Like that's the one that we did not expect. What did you think when you saw it? When the I Dolphins fired surprised. Flores.
1: I was quite surprised. And and I don't want to deter. From the subject, which we really we're talking about, fire coaches, and I think we have another pretty pretty good segue I want to get into as well. But you know, as much as we hate on Dan Snyder, Stephen Ross, the owner, has kind of got a pretty toxic atmosphere down there too. They, I, I, I feel like they're always looking for a new coach every one or two years, and I don't know how you let anything build with that, especially considering. I think he lost the first year, but they were already tanking. And then I think his next two years, he was having – I think he had more wins than anybody else in the last, like, five coaches they had or some sort of, like, weird stat like that. But it it did show that Flores was turning it around.
0: Yeah, and I think – yeah, it's at eight right now. Um, Oh, it's at eight?
1: I really thought it was at nine.
0: Me too. I really thought it was eight and then Kelly made it nine. But um, just to run them down all together, David Culley for the Texans, Joe Judge for the Giants, Brian Flores for the Dolphins, Nagy in Chicago, Zimmer in Minnesota, Vic Fangio was fired over the weekend for the Broncos, and, of course, um, the previous um, coach vacancies with the Jaguars, and John Gruden resigned earlier in the year with the Raiders. Off top, like, I'm looking at these list of jobs, and I can tell you right now, the Broncos kind of, like, scream out as well as the um, Bears. I don't trust that Giants and Dolphins jobs. They both have talented rosters, but just like Washington, that front office situation is kind of shaky. And I really feel like you're going to need a coach like an authority authoritarian like Ron Rivera in order to like get some control with that. I I agree with you, but I also don't see much wrong
1: with the Raiders or the Vikings uh teams either. I mean, Raiders got some good young talent. And I think the Vikings, I mean obviously the Vikings, Jefferson and um why can't I think of my man's name right now? Running back. Dalvin Cook, can't believe I couldn't think of his name. Uh, not sure where they're going to do with Cousins. Hey, look at the Raiders. Derek Carr, if they can bring him back. You got Waller. Um, that Hunter Renfro guy seems to be just kind of solid, kind of um, timely, if you will. So those that look to me to be just as good jobs as, uh, you know, I, I think the Broncos would certainly be the one seed you know honestly i i could really make a case for a lot of these teams because the giants if saquon's healthy the giants could actually be a, a pretty damn good cuz you know you coach in new york and you do it right you're a hero for the rest of your life you kidding me that's that's like the one city maybe other than like actually probably chicago too but i really what, what do you think like of, um, of all the teams in the nfl included right What's the place where you win, just win once, and you're a hero for the rest of
0: your life? Um, Probably out of the ones, out of the entire league or the, the just the vacancies.
1: Um, We can go vacancies, but then if you want to throw an entire league too, I realize it's flawed because there are teams that don't have
0: a championship, so that might be taken into account as well. But good.
1: Uh, give, me, give me two answers. The Vegas I mean, team.
0: pretty much any team that's like thirsty for a title. So you can throw Washington, Chicago, Detroit, definitely. Well, I don't know. Well, yeah, Detroit. Um, All right. So he- hear me out. Always this is what Dallas.
1: This is this is what I'm saying, and, you, and and I would maybe pair Dallas with the Giants. You think of the big market those two teams present,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Like the same same way with Philly. What's what's my guy's name? Peterson. He he played there, and then he wins them a title. But the way yeah. it
0: ended was kind of shaky, so
1: I don't know. I, well, <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. But before that, he would have been. But the Giants, they haven't had a championship in a while, and Coughlin – I mean – Well, no, excuse me, you're right. <laughs> but, but what I mean is, like, think about it. The way Coughlin was, he was nothing like Parcells. He wasn't the media darling – even though Parcells didn't get along with the media, so it, it, the it's, other it's, answer I'd give is the Buffalo Bills, just because oh don't yeah have one. definitely, just because they don't have one and the way that city is, like they're they're a is. loyal
0: city, like yeah, still yeah. bang with Rex Grant. It might not end it. A um, lot of
1: tables day. would be broken
0: that day. They won won a championship.
1: It, it, it might, might not.
0: not um, the the thing with Rex might have ended badly, but they still even bang with him. So. Yeah. Um, imagine a McDermott win a title, like they would They yeah, he would be lit I
1: don't know, man, because I'm, I'm not I don't want to be like a race baiter, but same time I'm trying to find, I'm trying to look this thing up, I saw this thing that kind of bothered me, and it was like talking about um, what was my man's name that used to coach, he coached Detroit, but then I he also coached, Yeah. yeah he definitely had a Bad. Well, and in the way Tomlinson has been like quote unquote under fire this year, you look at how terrible Ben Roethlisberger is, like just awful. And that man hasn't had a losing season. And you've only had two or three
0: other coaches besides him, I think two. And so, do you think it's a double standard for coaching for minority coaches compared to regular coaches? A little bit. Because remember, um, Cully—he's a minority, and he was just let go after one season. Granted, we kind of all felt that that was like a placeholder or whatever. But it's—it's well, um,
1: it's like, and I—and I gotta give credit, even though you know I usually am not a fan. But uh, Funny Danny uh, kind of used the term, said he was hired to be fired, <laughs> pretty much. And it—and it's—it it, kind of says everything you need to say. So I get it, and I don't mean to – like I said, I'm not trying to be a race baiter or, you know, brown-nose the black community. I don't know. To me, that just kind of – yeah. Anyway, I'm not trying it, to do bro. anything like that either. But it's just something I that, Like I mentioned, you know, why is Mike Tomlin coming under fire? He won you guys a championship. And, you know, to be honest, you know, most of the time I'm not big on press conferences. I know most people want to check it out see you know have have these guys explain themselves quote unquote if you you know think you're going to actually get you know a candid response or or you're you know hoping to see them flip out or something right but Mike Tomlin like when he speaks there's something about it he's he's very um honest uh professional um assertive and and just a leader and you, you just can kind of tell that he doesn't take any crap, but you know he he treats his players with respect, but holds them accountable. And I I think that there's just, especially in today's world, that, that that's not appreciated like it should be. And especially you know he gets the job done too. It's not just like oh he's just good at talking to the media. He's he's right. a good coach too. And he just kind of pissed me off because it's something I've noticed. You know, like how, how many times. Do you see – what's my man's name in Kansas City? The enemy? The offensive coordinator? Why does that man not have a job now? Now, maybe he wants to stay there. If if that's the case, then, I you know, we can remove him from the conversation. But, you know, why why do some of these guys keep getting a go-round? You ever notice that? Some of the same guys keep popping up in different places, and it doesn't make any sense.
0: It's yes. – I I think it's definitely something fishy when it comes to minority coaches, and their ten years with their teams. Um, you like, do you really have to be a Mike Tomlin or a Tony Dungy and win over five hundred percent of your games every single season in order to um, be a coach? I mean. <sighs> How would you feel? Like we seen coach, we seen white coaches get fired early. Um, like the Bama and Arizona. Um, oh no, Steve Wilson's is the coach there. Yeah, I, I was Oops. waiting for you to say who because I was thinking like, what, what where is he going with this I was one? thinking about quarterbacks. Yeah, um, you're about, Rosen. Uh Rosen. Rosen, yeah. Oh, shoot. Hey, Wills was. He should, he should example, be like, on the
1: um, coaching block soon, too. i give you an example. And <laughs> it kind of can look like, you know, especially now with the trouble he got in that I'm maybe in a way piling on. You know, John Gruden gets a lot of credit. And I, and I always liked him as a coach because I like, you know, Redskins weren't that good then, or excuse me, formerly known as. So I would kind of hope, you know, Raiders made the playoffs. I think the that was the year the Ravens won the Super Bowl. I was like, "Oh man, Gruden—he's fiery. I I like that guy." You know, he gets a lot of credit for that Buccaneers Super Bowl team that Dungy put together. You know, Dungy coached that team up. You think about it—that's Dungy's team. Maybe, no, I think Keyshawn was there when Dungy was the coach too. Dungy had them close, but then they want to get rid of him. And I mean, hey, it worked out for Dungy. Went to India and everything. Got a Super Bowl. But just just that point alone, like, what, what was he doing so wrong? That team, sap
0: Brooks, Sometimes, I'll, I think with Dungy, it wasn't a race thing as much as the Bucs just probably wanted to change the scenery because he had been there for a minute and they weren't, you know, getting over the hump. Um, it just was fortunate for them that grew them win the Super Bowl, like, that next year. But at the same time, though, um, yeah, minorities do get the short of the stick and everything. So why should I be surprised that it's a double standard for NFL coaching? And I love the tweets that be like, um, oh, stop making stuff up or why are you being, like you said, a race baiter or uh, it's not always about black and white. Sure, it might not be, but, I mean, let's just look at the facts. Like, let's just take our emotions out of it. Look at the facts. The facts are the facts. Like Sunbat said on a different world, the facts are the facts. How much that
1: Rooney rule is being enforced, you know? Because remember, like, right when, it, right when they first kind of um, implemented it, that they were really enforcing it and, you know, the – um can't remember my man's name, uh, the guy for the Lions, um, Matt Millen. He's getting fined and losing draft picks for violating the Rooney Rule when he hired uh, um, my, guy, my guy Mariucci, the mooch. Well, that's right. <laughs>
0: yep.
1: And it, so it seemed like, oh, this is cool. This is a good idea. You know, hopefully this will help. You know, bring about some change. You know, it's a start. And I, I just kind of wonder now, like, if that's one of the things where they kind of, like, did it for a while and then sort of just kind of when no one's looking, like, yeah, let's just go back to what we were doing. Makes me wonder. Or if, if they're just like, hey, uh,
0: we're not going to hire you. You're just a Rooney rule. You know what I mean? Yo, Tom a- um just reported that the Texans owe Cully another $17 million over the next three years per source. So, this man is going to get $22 million for one season. Shout out to David Cully. <laughs> you get that bag, bro. David uh, Cully living his best life. And uh, we're going to be right back.
1: Peace. That is fantastic. $17 million
0: we'll be right back and talk about the postseason um starting off with the Buffalo Bills and um a very very familiar opponent it's Eddie and Mike listen to these beats (laughs)
1: Right, and we're back talking some playoff football, talking some NFL awards predictions for all. Now who they want.
0: Flip, flip,
1: flip. Mike, what you think about these playoffs? Who 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 do you like? Who do you not like?
0: oh I, I always say that the NBA playoffs are my favorite postseason because of the drama or whatever. But um You can't deny that that lose or you're out. Like, every game is a game seven in the NFL playoffs for the most part. Um, Like, I'm really feeling the Bengals in the AFC. I can't explain it. It just feel like there's some aura around them that, um, I don't know, like, that offense is hot right now. Like it's 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 hot. Like for for the crap that I give um, Zach Taylor, the Bengals have been scoring a bunch of points um, in the back half of the season. That barrel chase connection is as deadly as we expected it to be. So I don't That'll know. Play they, too though. Yeah. Got to play
1: defense in the it playoffs. It seem lane. like
0: they're that it just seem like they're that opportunistic defense that that gets the timely turnovers that everybody talks about. I don't know. Um, everybody would love to say the Chiefs and I I would probably put money on them if I was betting it. But um like I can't believe I'm a go with it, but I really do feel like a Bengals Packers Super Bowl kind of kind Man, just just skip
1: right past a lot of games. I mean, you first of all, you you think the Bengals are gonna just roll right past the Raiders. And then where does that put them? Probably playing the Chiefs, right? Or is that oh no, that probably has them playing the um Titans. It depends
0: right? on it depends on um who wins the other games? Um, the Titans I, will play really, the the Titans I, I, will play the lower seed. So if the Patriots win, then they would the Titans will play the Patriots and the Chiefs would or the winner the or the Chiefs would play the um, Bengals if they won or the Raiders if they won. Well,
1: here's where I'm at as far as the Titans having wins against the Chiefs and the Bills. It's pretty huge. Yeah. And that's why they're. That's why they have that first round bye. But the Chiefs got a lot of experience,
0: and yeah. with back a, back, a similar see.
1: type of offense that can put up points, like you were talking for the Bengals. Then you look at if Josh Allen keeps playing the way he's been playing the last two years, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills get hot. I don't I wanna, think anybody wants that the against the Patriots, though. I don't think anybody wants to get bet against the hoodie.
0: So now, flim- that's them. what
1: I'm liking is that I look at these matchups and, I mean, who knows? Steelers might surprise some people, but I really think it's going to be the Chiefs in that game.
0: Mm-hmm. But I
1: look at all these matchups this upcoming weekend and I see nothing but great games. Other, other than the Chiefs-Steelers, mm-hmm. that's the only game that I think would kind of maybe turn, up, turn uh, into a blowout. All the others – Man, Cowboys-Niners, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be awesome. I think uh, Rams-Cardinals, I, I think Eagles-Bucks could be pretty good just with standpoint of, like, who's going to be able to play for the Buccaneers. They're missing everybody. True. Gronk, Evans, and who like – Keyshawn Vaughn, their
0: fourth or fifth-string running back. And I'm going to be real, like – the Bucks' defense has been suspect the entire season. The Eagles are kind of getting healthy at the right time on offense. Their They're defense, praying um, that Le'Vante David can come back. We saw firsthand how their defensive line, talking about the Eagles, how their defensive line can disrupt the game. They um, can. That Bama our sweat is nice. Like, every game I've seen them play with the Eagles, he's made an impact play, so – um yeah, you're exactly right. That Eagles Bucks game does scream upset alert to me.
1: Yeah, get a good push up the middle. That's how you beat Brady, right? Remember those mm-hmm. Giants teams that beat him uh two different times during the early two thousands? What'd they say? They got pressure right up the middle in Brady's face. It's not about that pressure from the outside or exotic blitzes and coverages. Pressure right up the
0: middle, right in Brady's face. Um, I'm not gonna be Well, I guess I am. Well, I understand the Packers' history in NFC Championship games, especially with Aaron Rodgers. But I'm just, like, looking at the other teams, they kind of have some fatal flaws. And I think their fatal – well, I think every team has a fatal flaw, but I think their fatal flaws are easier to arrive to than the Packers. Like, pretty much, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't, like, not play – the Packers will have a chance more than most teams. Um, like, let's say if, like, the Bucks, they already struggling with Brady at times. The Eagles' hurt ankle is still banged up a little bit. The same with Dak and his injuries. Like, those injuries aren't, like, 100% gone. They're still there. Um, and, like, that's just talking about the players. We're talking about scheme-wise, like, the Cardinals kind of lit the Cowboys – well, not lit the Cowboys' defense up, but they kind of gave it to them. Like, I think people don't understand – well, don't realize exactly that the offenses that the Cowboys went up against the back half of the season aren't anything to write home about. Court, um, no. court, court washing and sleeping. Um, one one game, missing a bunch of um, offensive talent. So, um but they'll give their, they'll give anybody that they play some goals simply because of their offensive weapons. Um, but as far as the NFC, like, I'm feeling the Bengals and the AFC. And the NFC, like, I just don't know who can beat the Packers at their best, especially in Lambo. Every playoff game they play in the NFC is going to be in Lambo, So, I don't – but we know what's going to happen. We know what's going to happen. They're going to get an NFC Championship game and lose. To. Uh, you know what? Gun in my head, I'll say the Rams. I haven't even talked about them this entire segment, but I do think that that's the one team that might can get get at Green Bay in the NFC Championship game. Um, do you think the Bucs can do it in back to back seasons?
1: I think with Tom Brady, anything's possible. You know, we've talked about the Brady effect and and, and things of that nature. Gronk is really starting to kind of get back to old Gronk. You know, you remember when he was first there, he was rusty, and they weren't throwing to him as much, and things weren't, you know, he was looking like maybe. He was a shell of himself. And certainly he can't do what he, you know, once used to be able to do, but he's still pretty damn good. So, you know, as long as you got those two – and that defense is still good. I mean, they're they're not looking as great, but you know, Bucks dealing with a ton of injuries as everybody else, and the COVID thing. So, you know, we I, I, predictions for me for Super Bowl, my lord. You know what? I'm gonna have some fun with it.
0: Patriots Bucks. <laughs> The Super Bowl, everybody wants to see. Um, And and I'm
1: going to tell you, I think Hoodie's going to win if they play again. Because Tom Brady beat him the first time. but I think Hoodie's going to get him if they play a second time. Especially when it really means something in the playoffs. Now, I know Patriots don't really got an offense like
0: Tampa does. But I just don't see Belichick losing again. It's going to be a very interesting playoff, like you said. The fact that we got, I was hanging on front. A couple of days ago I was taking a shower, or about to get take a shower or whatever, and I was thinking about the games in my head, that I, I, I kind of saw the matchups, or saw some of the matchups that did process elimination or whatever. But anyway, I thought to myself, like, the Bills and Patriots not playing in the playoffs. That can't be right. And I thought again, I was like, the Bills and the Patriots, they the four and five, though. Oh, they playing each other? Boy, and it's supposed to snow? Come on, man. I have to watch that game. I have to. It's like Like,
1: second Christmas.
0: (laughs) So it's going to be exciting. And sure, uh, we made our predictions. But this is wide open. I love it. This is something that we always want in the NBA. And the fact that we always get it in the NFL, we're spoiled. Like, sure, the Patriots won a lot of Super Bowls, but let's face it, a lot of those Super Bowls, especially early on, we didn't expect them to keep winning. And they lost, what, three? Yeah,
1: two to yeah, the Giants, uh, one to the Seahawks.
0: Yeah, they lost three of them things. Four. Um, Eagles, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they lost four of them things, so.
1: This is true. Um, these are facts
0: <laughs> so yeah follow us because we're definitely going to talk about it throughout the playoffs and um before we roll out real quick um as far as Antonio Brown goes bro, I he can't sign with anybody else anymore like it's over like I, you saw him talking about Brady um with like they're not really friends or whatever it was strictly football or whatever he said
1: because he said you like me because i'm good at football that's why we're friends and then he said some of the effect of like oh i'm your boy how come i'm on a prove it deal gronk's your boy how much is he getting? and he would have a point and i do believe to a pretty good degree. Tom Grady does have that kind of pull, that kind of clout, but Gronk. And, and I, I do see where we could do some double standards, but I mean, there's just, there there's a lengthy record trail of, of this guy just kind of being unpredictable is, is the best way I think I could say it because I, I don't, you know, he might be mentally ill from all these hits to the head. That might just be it. That might be why he's doing some of these things. But he's on social media belittling his the, the mothers of his children. He's what? he's he's all oh, all the time. Uh they all kinds of just run-ins. It's it's always something. And you know, when you see that sort of pattern and it's happening everywhere, and you think like How many times has stuff like this happened in Pittsburgh and they kept it quiet or they were able to keep it from getting out somehow? That's that's what I tend to think. So as good as he is, I mean, you know, he's burnt. Those bridges are burnt. But um, I'd rather, you know, we were talking about the playoffs. I'd rather kind of try to keep it positive and, uh, you know, maybe talk about like MVP, defensive player of the year, stuff
0: like that. Yeah, I just want to get that out of there because – um, it was an interesting topic, but at the end of the well, day. And,
1: you know, I'll, I'll do you one better. Here's here's a prime example, prime example of just stuff that doesn't make sense. So wh- what's he upset about, right, is that they weren't throwing to him and they weren't trying to let him get his stats. That, that was alleged. Well, lo and behold, he keeps saying my ankle's hurt and the coach knew it. And the coach was trying to make him play anyway. <laughs> I mean, that, that's your, your job is to play football. You know, if he's truly hurt, I get it. But why was he suited up then?
0: All I'm going to say, like, this is my final thing on it. Don't stop airing out your personal... Laundry, like, keep that business. Like, it's that's, that's the other thing. The team, like, we keep doing that, that everywhere life. he goes. Exactly.
1: Why would anybody want to sign him? You know, if he exactly. didn't have that fake vaccination card, he
0: probably would have met all those incentives, too. But, um, and anyway, right. bruh, the MVP <laughs> or postseason awards, we can already that's like cool. rule out, we could already rule out, um. Like talking about the other awards, I feel like we can rule out um, Defensive Rookie of the Year. That's going to Parsons. Um, defensive Rookie of the Year. It's not Diggs. <laughs> it could go to TJ Watt. You um, mean just Defensive Player of the Year? Yeah, Defensive Player. You of the said year. Defensive Rookie of the Year twice. Oh, I did. I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, defensive that's player. Watt. It's got to be. Um, probably TJ Watt. Yeah. Um, offensive player of the year, they you know how they like to do, they're probably going to give Jonathan Taylor offensive player of the year. But as far as MVP, you say you have four choices. I, in my opinion, I have four. Run them off. I
1: would go Rodgers, Brady, Taylor, and Cooper Cup.
0: No, the cup. He kind of fizzled he, off towards the end of the year. him 191
1: times, so he better catch a lot of passes,
0: right? And he kind of fizzled off towards the end of the year, and it wasn't because Beckham was like doing anything. He just kind of fizzled off. The same with Taylor. That's why, like, nah. Um, but who with the other three? You said Brady, Rogers, and
1: it was just those four: Ooh. Rogers,
0: Brady, Taylor, and Cooper Cup. Oh, you did say Taylor. Oh, shoot. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Um. Well, dang. I mean, gotta, I mean, dude,
1: balled out. And I know Nicole. The I, I hear you, but that, look, man, it ain't his fault Carson Wentz is trying to sabotage the team. <laughs> I mean, he, and you know, the crazy thing, if you look at his stats, it doesn't really tell you that. But then when you look at the fact that, like, some of those situations, he had his back against the wall and was throwing an interception. Other situations, they're driving, and the fact that he just can't throw the ball away or that they have to throw as many times as they do, that hurts Jonathan Taylor. And, that, and there's nothing he can do about it, short of going and taking the ball away from Carson Wentz. But that ain't going to help. I mean,
0: bruh, <laughs> come on. Are you going to make <laughs> me say it?
1: Oh, man. I, I don't know if I can recover from that argument. I mean, bruh.
0: Like, are you are you gonna make me say it now? Sure, the Bucks and um, Packers they do have the same record, but come on, man! Like, who's the MVP? It's the like, come on, man! The man is Joe Burrow. No, who is it? Aaron Rodgers. Okay, I mean, he's on my list. I know, but I'm saying, like, you know that's my guy.
1: I don't have I mean, to. I understand that, Mike. He's the first name I wrote down. Does that make you happy? I wrote Rodgers, then Brady,
0: then Taylor, then Cup. I, know. I mean, do you think it's going to go to Rodgers? Uh, yeah, it
1: probably should, I guess. They got the bye. And what's the numbers looking like?
0: That's a good question. It's wild though the um, the the Bucks definitely scored more points than they did this that's year. That's what I was
1: gonna say. I know Brady's out trying to break a lot of records. Um, or at least that's what it would seem like to me. And uh, yeah, thank I'm, you, Tom I'm, Brady. By the way, fantasy football championship. <laughs> muchos gracias.
0: Rodgers missed um, a few games too this year. Um, I don't think Brady missed any. Rodgers missed.
1: Oh, the COVID thing. Yeah.
0: So, I don't know, bro. You might – well, he missed a game. He missed one yeah, I was going to say, yeah. couldn't I thought he missed way. I thought he missed two. He just missed that Chiefs game. Which brings – rewind the conversation. I really want to see a Chiefs-Packers Super Bowl. Like, that's what I want to see. Could I want to be- see my two guys go at it. But I really think the Bengals going to spoil it all. Um. For the I 20. just can't see their defense playing well enough. Like
1: if in shootout scenarios, mm-hmm. maybe. But you like, I'm also thinking about how how many like legit defenses did they play this year that they were scoring all in points against? Because I can see the Patriots shutting them down. I can see the Titans shutting them down. Didn't
0: they score they on the, the Patriots season? this year? Like they put up some numbers on they put numbers on teams his. Um like that's a good question as far as their like who they did it to. Uh forty one on Pittsburgh, thirty-two on the Raiders. <laughs> the Chargers put forty one on them. Um they Rogers put four
1: thousand yards. They put forty one
0: touchdowns. The Bengals put 41 on the Ravens and 34 on the Chiefs. Um, Yeah, they – I mean, yeah, they put points on people's heads, but they gave up 40 twice this year to the Browns and the Chargers. The Chargers, you would expect. The Browns, mm, (laughs) oh, no. I'm trying to tell you.
1: Do you remember – do you remember the Kansas City Chiefs back in the day Um, with Trent Green and Priest Holmes and and the the human joystick and Tony Gonzalez, I think, even playing on the team. Those teams were real fun to watch. Do you remember what happened when they ran into the Colts? They ran into a team that could keep up with them scoring Mm -hmm. and that was better on defense than most of the teams they played because at the time the AFC West wasn't that good? That's, That's exactly what's about to happen to your Bengals.
0: I mean, they just beat the Chiefs, though. Like, they just beat them.
1: Okay.
0: Now, it was 34-31, so that game would be in Kansas City if they played again. But, uh, hey, I'm rooting for the Chiefs. (laughs) Like, I hope the Chiefs win, but I don't know, man. That barrel chase combo, man, that thing is lethal. Like, it really does feel like, man, I would love to see that playoff game, the Chiefs and Bengals. I need that in my life. That would be, like, some Avengers Civil War type stuff. <laughs> like, I need that. I need to see that. Um, but, anyway, bringing the conversation back home with the MVP. Um, Rodgers had, what, 37-7 touchdown to interception ratio. Um, 37 Brady.
1: touchdowns, four interceptions. For Brady? For Rodgers. Oh, I thought
0: he threw seven. My bad. Are you sure?
1: I I had four last I looked.
0: Nah, you, I, I believe you, bro. I don't think you would lie. I mean, not lie, Brady, but, uh, Brady had ooh forty-three to twelve. I don't know mm, fifty-three. Mm. Hold up.
1: That's what I was telling you, man. Brady, Brady was out for blood with them, with the with them uh, records. He was trying to break every daggone record he could, and then it like becomes
0: another record in and of itself because of the age he did it at. So. 68.5 QBR, 68.8. Man, they might get that thing to Brady. Has there been in the NFL? A has co- there ever MVPs. been a co-MVP? I, I think it has. It had to be.
1: It almost reminds me of that year that uh, Jason Kidd and Grant Hill won co-rookie of the year. So I'm wondering, man. That be that could be kind of cool. Brady and Rodgers both taken home. How
0: about them Wiz kids, Mike? Um, they won their last. Did they? No, I don't. I don't know. Three. They won their last three?
1: They beat the Magic, then the Thunder, then the Magic again. Oh, shout out to the Wizards.
0: Um, And
1: bigger shout out to Kyle Kuzma. Exactly. I'm going to – like, I'm not kidding. I'm going to hurt my hand and my back patting myself on the back because I told you all. I didn't predict that he would be great, but at the same time, I believed in him and I said, I really think if we can, you know, give Kuzma a chance, and which we Mm -hmm. did because – of necessity, you know, we, we got Harold and Gafford, but Brian's out, so why not? Man, Brian I'm came in. back last Love. night.
0: He did, he did. You are correct. And Rui came back on Saturday, so yeah, the band is back, so yeah, it's about to go down. But um, yeah. speaking of Kuzo, though, with him, I really feel bad because. When they traded for him, I really thought that they were going to trade him again. So I didn't look at his tape or anything over the offseason because like, I just expected him not to be on the team. So the closer the season got and him not getting traded, I'm like, oh, I guess he's going to be on the team. And it's, it has been a pleasant surprise. Like, Dude just, has just been amazing. Fashion aside, like, he just had a 2020 yeah. game. One time. No, it wasn't one time. Did you see what he had on
1: the other night? I'll have to look it up here in a minute, but I'm going to go ahead and keep giving the man his flowers instead of 20. Look. We were talking about fashion. I, you, We look Russell Westbrook's way. I, we, there, there's a few. Uh, anyway, we're going to go back to Kuzma. I really think he seized this opportunity. And I didn't really, I'll be honest, I didn't watch a lot of Lakers games at all. So I didn't really see him play that much. But I kind of got this impression that there was sort of some Javale McGee-likeness to him. You know, I remember when he was in Washington and he he ran the other way and some of those kind of things that just kind of happened, a little which I think some were just a little bit of bad luck and bad timing, and it's just not it, it was made to look like that's who he was. And I felt maybe similar for Kuzma, but man, it really seems like he sees this opportunity and he, he just filling up the stat sheet, and I just – I know it's not a video game. You can't just put people in places and whatnot. But can you imagine having him and Rury, and then you're rotating Gafford, Harold, and Bryant at the three? Meanwhile – I mean, at the five, excuse me, I don't know why I said the three. I want i want Kuzma playing the three, Rury at the four. You could probably interchange those two as well. And you got Dinwiddie and Beale, if we can ever get that to sort of – coexist together that is just one ridiculous starting lineup with Neto bertans coming off the bench love it but back to coos real quick again so my uh what was that Tuesday 27 points 22 rebounds
0: mm-hmm.
1: Wednesday 29 points five rebounds excuse me Monday 27 points 22 rebounds Tuesday 29 points five rebounds three assists Yesterday, last night rather, 19 rebounds – I mean, 19 points, 10 rebounds, nine assists. I don't know how I messed that up. I probably could have messed it up even more. But, um, yeah, the man is just filling up the stat sheet. And I think he had a chance at getting that 10th assist, but Kispert passed up an opportunity to shoot. When oh, gave my him. God. Yeah, those kind of suck. But, man, is seizing the opportunity, all fashion,
0: whatever aside. So Big shout out to Kuz. The scoring is still the offense, and as a whole, it's still like it's awkward. Like it's just there's no there's no rhythm. There's no like we know Bill can score. We obviously saying that Kuzma can score. The clog is Dinwiddie. Like I don't understand. At at some point, he may have to become the sixth man. Like, he may have to start coming off the bench and scoring on his own to get a rhythm or something because you can see the difference between the way he plays when Bill's on the court. I mean, when Bill's playing in the games that he's not playing. The team is still, like, 7-2 and two in games without Bill this season. I would love yeah. to see Denwoody stats now as far as scoring in those games, but – and
1: Beal has definitely stepped it up with his distributing his right. assist game. You can see it. He's really showing another side um, of, it, of his skill set, his repertoire, and it's it's kind of refreshing to see, really, because it seemed like he was doing a lot of scoring, and and we we needed him to in a way as well. But you want your superstars to kind of elevate the team around them as well, and and while that can often be a very tough task. Beal is rising to the occasion, so that's awesome. I don't know that... I don't want to say it's totally Dinwiddie. The thing I think we need to do is find ways to play together a little more, because oftentimes it seems like unless we're doing one of them things where Bertons runs all around to get open off some screens, we're not really doing anything like team-wise. It's just a lot of make a couple of passes and let somebody shoot a three or do some one-on-one stuff. And maybe that's kind of where the NBA is headed as a toe, as a whole, but um, it's definitely something I'm noticing with the Wizards. We got to come up with some, some plays, some, some good, you know, movement off the ball with the ball,
0: all that stuff. Um, and, uh, we say all that to end with this story (laughs) regarding the Wizards. Um, Yesterday, was it yesterday? I think it was. Yeah, yesterday. Kind been a report of the little fisticuffs in the locker room between teammates. Montavius um, Caldwell-Pope, I mean, Cuttavious Caldwell-Pope and Montrez Um They got into a physical altercation, according to my um, man Shams from The Athletic. Um, they swung at each other. It had to be separated, and who knows what happened once they got into the locker room. But um, Quentin Mayo, um, Wizards reporter extraordinaire, <laughs> um, he said that he saw it and didn't record it. Because, I mean, report it because it was just two too handling their business. And honestly, I kind of like just see it as that. Um, like we saw the we saw the last possession. It was a dumb possession, especially on KCP's part. Like, it was a dumb possession. Montrez, y'all know how he is, probably said something sideways. KCP probably was like, who, the, who are you talking to? And you got two grown men um, getting into it. Like, it happens. They probably yeah. was um, they probably was at Stadium later on in the night, like, um, getting some lap dances or whatever. Like, come on. Like, it's not. I don't think it was that big of a deal, it's kind of why I didn't even lead with it, because like Quentin Mayo says, it's just two grown men handling their business. It was a heated moment. Um, maybe they do have some prior beef in L.A., but once again, that's just two grown men handling their business. It's none of our business. It didn't happen in the Florida game. It happened in the locker room. Now, I'm not going to um, fry my man Shams for reporting it, though, I mean, it was a juicy story, <laughs> and he um he he said it, we talked about it, and i mean it, it is what it is um Quentin mayos he has his reasons for not reporting it. Sam reported it, and um yeah, like I said, it is what it is
1: yeah, far from Gilbert Arenas and Javaris Crittenton, <laughs> far from that that type of scenario. And thankfully, you who know, it could be similar to Alan and Payne's little sideline kind of exactly. thing, which if you notice, but before I said anything, like it's already gone away. Judge tried to bring it up, and I think he tried to bring it up just to like <laughs> further ensure that we would win, because I, like I said, I think they were trying to lose like in a you know a weird way that was telling but not telling, whatever it's just two guys, you know, who knows, you know, something that maybe boiled over from practice. And then this, this was just kind of the, the climax, if you will. And then hopefully that's it now it's over. And if anything, maybe it's one of those things where in some kind of like weird, you know, tough guy type of thing, like this kind of helps them understand each other better, which could lead to better play. I, I don't know. I like to do that, try to be positive, silver lining and all that stuff. So, the Magic don't beat the Wiz. I don't know about nobody, but three in a row is nice. Got to start getting some wins to get some better competition, though. Magic twice in the Thunder.
0: I believe Not- the next game is against the Trailblazers, according to my Amazon Echo, as I walked past it earlier today. <laughs>
1: well, it's a Damian Lillardless. Portland Trailblazers. I believe he's out for at least eight weeks or so. Mm. So I did see that. And definitely. Um, but hey, that doesn't mean we're just going to go in there and win either. Right. It would be and, very DC of us to go there and get
0: <laughs> whipped. And speaking of the West Coast, that's a good transition to the end of this segment. Um, on the basketball world, the Grizzlies are scorching right now. And they're not just like, it, it doesn't seem like it's a fluke. Like, you name a good team, they got taken out by the Grizzlies over the last, um, what we're talking, 20 or so games. Um, I think, yeah, even the Suns got some of this. Um, they just beat the Warriors in their last game. But the no Grizzlies. No one is safe from the Grizzlies, <laughs> not even children. We're talking twenty and four in their last twenty four games. We're
1: talking if your child wears the opposing team's jersey in the front row and thinks that John ja Moran is about to high five them, you got another thing coming. No one is safe. Can, they, yeah, I mean, they, and it, it's it's so crazy. It's it's like a no name defense, right? Can you name? I I think I can name two, maybe maybe three players on the Grizzlies. John ja Moran is a given. Jaron Jackson because. I, I I dabble in the fan dueling if you catch my drift. And then I think they got the, – the cat from Oregon, is it Dylan Brooks? I think he's a guard. Yeah. Kind of a, a defensive guy, Dylan Brooks. And that and I, I'm not kidding. They might have guys that I know but didn't know play for the Grizzlies. If like Steven Adams. That's right. I did know <laughs> he played for them because of the fan dueling that I mentioned. I just forgot. Because in my mind, Stephen Adams is still on New Orleans or Oklahoma
0: City, so I wasn't even thinking of that. Right? Um, yeah. Shout out to Taylor Jenkins. He he got them Bama's balling this year. Um, and see, I don't know who that is either. That's their coach, but I mean, I ain't never heard of that guy. <laughs> um, he came yeah, from. Yeah, that's what's cool. I think he was the Bucks' assistant head coach. If it wasn't the Bucks, it was the um, Hawks. But it was one of them teams he okay. came from. Nice. But, um, nice. Yeah, and like he's powerhouse. They they've been steadily increasing their win total since he's been there. Um, I I don't know. Like it's it's the basketball. Like teams go on these streaks all the time. I remember back in twenty seventeen, the Wizards like went undefeated in February or something like that. Um, yeah, but I feel like this how, was going on last year too. With the Grizzlies, yeah, I, I do vaguely remember being like hot. I mean, I'm not gonna like rain on their parade or anything and say that it doesn't matter because 20 and four out—that's that, impressive. But it's hard to not think about what can happen in the postseason. Like, it's hard to not. Um, Focus on the end of the season, like because everybody plays for the titles. Um, they're going to be a tough matchup in the playoffs, like you said. Um, the defense alone is tough. I think they have a six; they're six in defensive rating in the NBA. And um, yeah, people. Well, I don't know if it was a lot of people, but I have seen people and be critical of John Morant at times. Um, they've been on a win streak with him and without him. Currently, they've won 10 straight. I think he's played in nine of those 10. So, Mm-mm. yeah, um, I just had to show them down with some love because. Oh, I I hear you. They are. So it, it's they just, cool they because. Just did a lot of Warriors, their last game, too, with Clay. Yeah, well, <laughs>
1: what I was about to say is, you know, you, you think of. Georgia winning the national championship, and I'm sure people are happy for various reasons, but a lot of times you're just happy. It's like, look, we don't want to see Alabama win all the time. And to have a team like Memphis, where, like I said, I can only name a handful of players. I didn't know their coach's name until you said it. It's refreshing when you're like, oh, here's something new. So it's really exciting. John Morant, just uh, electric, not in a bottle. I don't know what – like he – I mean, it's just – and you don't expect it either. Like, it's not that he doesn't look like an athlete, but you don't think he can do the things he can You watch him jump and you're like, wow. Wow. So, yeah, shout out to the Grizz because um, they are on a hot streak. But uh, we're going to segue into that last subject. Mike, you know who is not on a hot streak,
0: like, at all? It would be the team that's losers of – four straight, and losers of their – seven of their last 11 games. Oh,
1: you know, you, you hate to see it because for a long time, the Washington Capitals were the one team that we could hang our hats on. The Nationals were new, and so obviously with young guys and, and holdovers from other teams, they, they, they weren't it. Wizards, depending on what year, they they – they definitely weren't it, but, you know, sometimes they were not as close to not being it. Um, Washington, we all know about the football team and the team they were formerly named as, so we always depended on the Caps to at least give us some good regular season, some excitement in the postseason before they got knocked out, and then they give us the title, our first championship in 20, 30-some-odd years. Something like that. But, man, this hurts. And, you know, you look at it like – let's see here. One, two, three, four. Our last four that we lost, so on January 2nd, go to overtime. And we lose to the Devils, 4-3. Now, we get points for going to overtime, but, man, you go to overtime and lose. And then there was a little COVID outbreak, you know, with a lot of of teams, whether it was Canada, East Coast. So, they try to – mitigate that they postponed some games so the capitals didn't play again till the 17th man they went to st louis and they got whipped there like whipped whipped and okay that sucks we got the wild and it goes to a shootout mike we lose in a shootout to the minnesota wild minnesota wild they're actually playing pretty good So, okay. Sucks losing a shootout, but we're still getting to overtime. We're playing tough. We got Boston, man. We got to play tough. I hate Boston. Hate their fans. They smashed us. They smashed the (laughs) day. Now, there are times where I feel like whether it's Tom Wilson or some of our other guys, I don't know if, you know, it it just seems like sometimes we don't get – fair shake with officiating but I mean this we're not losing because of officiating I don't know what it is if it's just like bad luck like that sometimes like the situations we end up in man this this is just and and for this to kind of be Ovechkin's like you know towards he's at the end of his career couple more
0: years left you don't and, want him to have seasons like this and that's what I was going to say like it's not fair It's not fair to him that the key to the season um, falls on his shoulders. But (laughs) it's the truth. Like, we're going to go as far as he goes. And um, luckily, he ain't Roy Kent. (laughs) Like, this ain't no veteran. This ain't no veteran on his last leg, literally. Um, This dude is – He's still cooking, but I noticed a during our four-game um, losing streak that he's not shooting the puck as much as he usually um, does. Um, based on stats, I haven't watched any of the games, but um, it looks like when he shoots a lot, the team scores more, and they hold other teams the less points. So, it's, it's definitely not as simple as him just shooting the shots, but um, yeah, I feel like if he's off, the team will be off. And that's pretty much been the thing for this entire career. So, hey, I'm just glad to have him. <laughs> like, we're always going to be in the fight. I've always said this. We we are so lucky
1: uh for all of us in this era to have watched Ovechkin, for him to be the guy we drafted and has been with us the whole time. I mean he he's been you know just the guy marketable lovable uh you know I, I don't I don't think I've ever heard anything like bad about him you know no no bad fan reactions you so there there are stories you know like sometimes you know oh you know I ran a snow, so he was a jerk or this and that I have not heard that about Ovechkin everybody loves him he's a winner he's, he's just a beast
0: the caps the caps um Stanley Cup celebration will go down in history. Like it will be legendary. We're going to be talking about that for decades. Um, And he spearheaded that. Not only did he lead us on the ice, but he led us celebrating off the ice. The man. Is the That's football.
1: winning off the field, right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're the Stanley Cup champs of celebrating winning the Stanley Cup. So. But hopefully we can write the ship. I think uh, – do we play tonight, I think? I think we do. we play tonight? No, we don't play again until Saturday. Dang. I was oh, way dang. off.
0: So, the Caps um, uh Wizards don't play tomorrow. That sucks. But – The um, Caps play the Islanders. So, and Islanders, based
1: on their record, they're definitely beatable. And then you mentioned it. uh I don't know – well, actually, you mentioned it. We were talking. Despite this losing skid – they're still third place in their division. And uh, let's see this wild card here. No, I don't got any wild card stuff right now.
0: I mean, there are two points. That, that's the wild card. No pun intended. Um, there are four points behind the best record in the league, but only two points ahead of the first wild card spot. I think the Penguins are holding that right now. So, it's just – Could be the, a blessing in disguise. You know, I always East talk about tough. the 80s movies. <laughs> Oh, you think this is the montage? It, I, I think we could be <laughs> headed to
1: the montage. This oh. is that part where we're in the low, you know, we hit the skid. This is skid row right here. And then we hit the montage. It it could work out that way because with the, the group of guys we got, the experience, the talent, mm-hmm. I mean, all we got to do is get hot. You know, you get a little bit of luck here and there anything's possible, man. And, you know, as much as Ovi wants to win one, a lot of those guys, they want to win one, and they want to win one for him too. Because, like I said, you don't want a legend like that to have his career ending the way it looks to be going right now with, like, just things kind of, I don't want to say falling apart because, like, we're going to overtime. We're scoring goals. We just, for some reason, like, we'll have a really crappy game, then we'll have a good game, but somehow still give it up it's it's rough man it ain't easy
0: alright and um with that we gonna bounce up on out of here y'all um next episode will be a 50 burger for us um it's episode 50 so we might try to do something special who knows but um thanks for listening to us it's me Mike
1: Eddie P hot as a tea kettle episode 50 coming
0: and yeah, we out. Peace out.
1: Peace out.